0: Hey, amen. Good singing. You may be seated this time. All right. Well, welcome to Cordo Baptist Church. Good to have you all back tonight. Good to see so many smiling faces come back on the Sunday night and you're in for a treat tonight. We have one of our missionaries with us, Brother Touch K.O. And um, it's always good when we have uh, missionaries come back and report. Um, we hear we read their letters And uh, we appreciate those letters and those updates, but there's just something special about uh, um, God allowing them to come back and let us know how they're doing and how things are going on the field. And Brother K.O. is a missionary that we have supported for uh, quite some time now. And I'm going to go ahead and have him come up, Brother K.O., if you'd come out and uh, give us a report. And I know he also has a video that he's going to show us. And then he's going to preach for us. So, brother, it's so good to have you with us. It's always a treat when we get to have you with us. Thank Thank you, you. thank you, Pastor. (laughs) Okay. Good evening to everyone.
1: Oh, you got to want to say good evening. (laughs) Okay, that's better. Uh, You get to know me a little bit. I'm demanding. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, So, I appreciate Pastor say, Kyle, He almost got it right. Mike. How do you say my name in the uh, Cambodian language? tu Tucau, yes. Yeah. But it's spelled touch, so you can call me touch, or everybody in my home church call me Tu, because most Americans cannot say Tu, amen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how Americans are with Asian people's name, amen? And I have a problem with some Asian names also, so what I do, I rename them, amen? <laughs> one, one of my Bible college students, his name is uh, Z-E-N, and every time I try to say it, they always correct me. So I gave up, and I ca- start calling him Tom, amen? So that I, I'm known to do that. So, <laughs> so um, I, I am in trouble with Mrs. House, amen? She said I did not bring my wife and kids. And I always tell churches, uh, thank God for a godly, beautiful wife, amen? doesn't matter how ugly a husband is, amen? So, <laughs> so uh, but my wife, she... We've been going back and forth the last couple of years. Uh, my mother-in-law has been sick a lot the last couple of years. And uh, her old age, and she, ha- she suffered two strokes already, and uh, in and out of the hospital. So that's, that's where my wife's ha- taking care of her. And I put my two daughters in the Christian school to help out with the schooling. Because without my wife, I'm not good with telling my kids to do the schoolwork, Ms. House. <laughs> I'm like, if you want to look out the window, go ahead. And with my wife around, said, you better do your schoolwork, do your paces. <laughs> so I was not good at that. So we put them in the Christian school. But my oldest son, our oldest son, Justin, he's back in Cambodia uh, taking Bible college online. And uh, he, he feel that God called him to the ministry. So I spoke to him last night. We're very excited about our son. The only thing he need right now is a wife, amen? <laughs> and I try to tell him, come on, I, need, I want grandkids, amen? That's all I want. I don't want my kids. I just want grandkids. No. <laughs> But, uh, no, my son, he's, he's, he said, Daddy, don't rush me. I am, it's between me and God. I said, that's so true. And so that's where my son is at. Our uh, second son, Andrew, his birthday is today. I just called him a few minutes ago. He, he also has some health problem. Usually I, I take one of my kids with me to travel. So he's back in California also. So uh, pray for my family, my wife, my mother-in-law. She's not saved. Um, my, my wife is taking care of her. And we are planning to go back in July. I uh, already have a ticket, and uh, I'm hoping our whole family can be able to go back with me. So uh, if you can pray for that. i uh, just tell you about the ministry. Um, everything opened back up in December. For two years, we had to do Facebook live streaming and taking turns preaching, and uh, we couldn't meet all together. But the government opened back everything back up in December. So we're going to restart our Bible college Village Ministry and um, family seminar every two months. Children Ministry. In the video, you're gonna see tuk-tuk, and we put like at least 30 kids in the tuk-tuk. And <laughs> for us Americans, sorry to say, only fit 10 of us. Amen. <laughs> but uh, I warn, give you guys a heads up. We we uh, we use tuk-tuk, and so uh, the college, the institute. And we try, we're starting a couple new ministries in other provinces. Uh, you guys can pray for that. Batabong province and Takayu and um, Kampord. I know it sounds strange to you guys probably. <laughs> I pronounce it Cambodian way. So uh, you pray for that. And I am um, look, look forward to going by July. And um, my family, we work as a team. And, but uh, Dave born and his family got to Cambodia three months before my family. And we got there December 2010, and he started a church, the, the main church already, but we built up that church together, and from that church, we plant three other churches in the villages. And now, uh, we just met together on Monday, this past Monday, we also have a grandchild church. And then let me explain it, because one of our village church with a lot of former Muslim, they started another church pastor on their own. So that's a grandchild church, Amen. Amen they have having a grandchild before I, I am, okay, so <laughs> something is wrong with that, amen? So uh, that's where we're at, and thank you so much, uh, friends, for faithfully supporting us, and I, I enjoy visiting churches. i be honest with you, um, I'll mention a little bit, you know, I grew up here in America. I, you know, I came to America when I was 11. I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. I got saved in Atlanta, Georgia, and we're, um, went to California, the, the country of California, amen? And uh, to work with the Cambodian people, the Asian ministry, and then in 2010, God opened the door for my family to go back to Cambodia. So, if I were to title my uh, testimony from the killing fields of Cambodia to America and back to Cambodia as missionary. And that's only possible because of God. Amen? So, I am always grateful to our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's all because of Him. And that's why we meet here today. And that's why it's mission, great commission church plants, discipleship, everything we do is for his glory. Amen. So uh, th- thank you so much. And in the video, uh, my son Justin do the talking because I was already here. So I asked him to do it with my friend. And it's just a five-minute something video. And you'll see the different ministry. We, uh, we thank God for our people there in Cambodia. Uh, our Cham people. Our Cham people in Cambodia, are, they are a people group that are Muslim. And um, we have a church that reached out to them, so, uh, and it's doing really well. So thank God for that. Okay, you can show my video.
2: This is Justin Gale, the eldest child of the Gale family. I'm sorry I cannot be with you all, but we just want to give you a quick update of what God has been doing these past 10 years in the ministry here in Cambodia. Um, Thank you so much for all of your prayers and support. Um, We could not have done what we what we did without all of you. And we're so thankful for our our team, Southeast Asia and our team in Cambodia uh, for working alongside of us. And just thank you once again for uh, churches like yours who pray for us and support us uh monthly and every day um we, you're such a blessing towards us and um this is just a quick video of what god has done uh, these past 10 years um, of various zoning ministries children's ministries village ministries and discipleship and all of these faces that you see will be uh, a direct result of your love and your offerings toward towards our ministry and our family. And we are looking forward to the next 10 years and what God has in store for us. Thank you so much for all of your prayers, and we hope to uh, see you again soon.
1: Give me the time. I'll go to 10, amen? No. I can't even talk that long. But uh, let me, uh, I forgot to tell you a few other things. I, we, we just met together as a team. And we have some missionary in Thailand and Laos. And I'm very grateful for that. Sometime we go help out in Laos for a little bit. Uh, okay. The other exciting thing that I, I want to share with you. The last few months, we had, a, uh, if I remember correctly, at least five or six young couples that just got married. So we have a lot of young couples, uh, a good number of men, and ladies, of course, teenagers, kids, children ministry. Now in Cambodian culture, third world country, is usually the women are a lot more open than, than the guys, but I, I'm thankful that God gave us a good number of men, and so very grateful for that. And uh, and Cambodia, just tell you a little bit, Cambodia, a country of about 16 million people, uh, 95% claim Buddhism. Now, it's more out, out of tradition and culture. Uh, they don't really, most of them don't really practice Buddhism, to be honest with you, uh, because I, I grew up in that Buddhist culture, so I know about it. And um, they say that there's about 2% Christian, but it's not accurate, actually. They're counting the... Jehovah's Witness, the Church of Christ, the the Mormon as Christian. And uh, it's really like 0.2% and not even 1% uh, Christian in the country of Cambodia, of a country of 16 million. And um, like I told you guys, um, the Cham people, most Americans would say Cham, C-H-A-M, it's spelled like that but it's pronounced Cham. And they are a people group in Cambodia that are Muslim. And as far as I know, our... My church is the only uh, gospel preaching church that reached out to them, and if you compare about, we've probably at least 30 former Muslim in our ch- in our church, and compare that to 500,000, and that's not that's not much at all of all at all actually. So pray for that. Okay, and um, just a few other things, we're gonna do youth conference uh, next month. We do a celebration service. You guys see the first video, a lot of us singing? We brought all four church plants together. And when we do that, we do potluck. So we copy our American churches, amen? We, you can call us good Baptists. And uh, when we come together, we, we, we do a lot of eating. So it's not an accident that I'm this big, amen? So actually, if you notice, my son Andrew, my second son, and I, we are the biggest in the church. And the most of the people there, are, they're very slim, a uh, sh- little bit shorter. And uh, so I fit in more with America. America. <laughs> uh, they call me Fat American. And uh, I told them they're blind, but it's okay. But I, I, honestly, I, I am considered big and tall there in Cambodia. And in America, I'm shorter than a teenager. Amen. <laughs> a lot of teenagers in America are taller than me. So we're doing a celebration service every two months. That's when we bring all five church plants together. And that's when we do baptism. We're going to start, the last couple of years we did small groups on Sunday evening. But we're going to start something new, Sunday school, before the church service. And we're going to do that. Uh, we're going to try it for at least six weeks. And we're going to see how that goes. And we're going to do like, the Sunday school. What we do is, all our national leaders are in charge of the center school classes, not us missionary. So that's how we train them. And us missionary are the backup teacher. So we have that, like the single class, the teens, the children, the young couple, but the older couple. Okay, I, I gotta tell you something here. The older couples, like you know, like people in the 40s, 50. Uh, one of our missionaries, they board now. He's Caucasian because Cambodian culture. If they're a little older, they don't like to listen to their own people. Uh, I have to try a lot harder to win their heart, to be honest, be, to be honest, honest with you, than an American. And uh, so he's he in charge of that, but we let other men teach also. So uh, that's, that's where we're at. Uh, just, just to share with you some of those things. And uh, we have men's meeting once a month. <laughs> and I'm, gonna, I'm sure you're going to be more eating, amen. So you guys pray for me that I can eat all the, the bugs in Cambodia. All right. Okay, that's that's about it. If you have your Bible. Turn to. and I, I preached this a couple of times already, but I just want to share with this to line up with my testimony a little bit. Uh, First Timothy chapter two. Actually, you guys gave me plenty of time, actually, amen. <laughs> so uh, First Timothy ch- chapter 2, and then we'll turn to Acts chapter 26. Okay. Now, I hope you guys can understand my English. I told pastor, <laughs> I've been in Cambodia so long, I have to relearn the English speaking. And uh, don't worry, you, I, I grew up in America. You won't offend me if you uh, don't understand certain things. And, uh, but in Cambodian culture, like I shared with some of the men, uh, you have to, they are very blunt, okay—very blunt with you. That, like they me, me sometimes they call me fat, and uh, they actually they use the word uh, soul, or you have a big soul, and <laughs> that's a term they use in the Cambodian language. I say, thank you very much. But this is the thing. I, uh, let me share with you some of the culture, the different culture, before I get started. Since I have a little bit of time. And uh, I tell a couple jokes and we're done. Amen? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> but uh, oh, I forget what I want to say now. Uh, what did I just say? The food or what else? The culture? The blood. Okay. <laughs> the bloodness um, when it comes to food. Okay, look, the Cambodian culture, if I go to their house, uh, of course I have to eat what they give me, or if I say no, they get very offended. It's almost like a life-and-death situation, to be honest with you. They get, they get so hurt, they're afraid to invite you again. And not only, not only I have to eat what they give me, it makes them a lot more happy. i I got to show that I like it, so i got to ask for seconds. That's why I explained to you I got this big, amen? <laughs> I don't say no to anything because I know the culture. You know, I, that's one thing I will say. I'd be honest with you, I prefer American culture. You know, I've been to many houses. I appreciate Mark and Lori eating dinner with them. If I just eat one plate, they don't mind. If I eat half, they don't mind. Amen? And uh, there are times time I, I friend take me out. If I don't want to eat anything, they, they're they not offended. The Cambodian culture, like I told you guys, a lot of times because I am the missionary, uh, the ladies actually would give me their Many occasion they give me a bowl this big of food, and then they give their husband like small. I say, No, you're supposed to treat your husband better than me. <laughs> I get very embarrassed. And but in that culture, they really honor the, the teacher because teacher It's a high level of respect for teacher. Uh, it's still a lot of respect, but in even in the old days, 40, 50 years ago, was even a greater respect than, than now, but uh, they. They would give me a lot, and they offer me more. So a lot of time, I try to win their heart. I said, give me another one. And I have eaten all kinds of stuff. And uh, I won't tell you now. It might offend some of you, amen, because I am actually a food fanatic. So I'll eat anything, and I'm talking about literally anything, <laughs> okay? So, so that's one thing that I tell you. Uh, they'll be blunt. They'll call you fat. Or I call you, you know, if you if I'm, my complexion, they consider me dark already. And if you call if you call them fat or whatever, they get hurt really fast. Yeah, so you know, in American culture that if you can how you if you can throw it out, you gotta take it in or something like along that line. I forgot the term now. If you can give it out, you gotta take it. <laughs> but over there it's different. <laughs> they can give it out but they won't take it, so you have to be really careful. If you go to Cambodia, anybody plan to go to Cambodia? I'm giving you warning, okay? And uh, if they offer you food, make sure you eat it. And uh, if they offer you dogs, make sure you eat it. I'll let you guys know. All right. Okay, I, I just just tell you that one uh, situation with the culture, the different culture. So First Timothy chapter 2, we'll read... Uh, We'll just read verse 4 and 5 and 6. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And just real quick, I just mentioned a couple of things. This is not the passage I'm using, but I just want to remind you. God desire all people to be saved. And I I want to remind you of that. You know, I I sometimes wish, you know, in certain Asian culture, that they would not look down at even their own people because of their dark complexion. And I I cannot stand that, I'll be honest with you, because I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, I I thank God I grew up in America. But I want to remind you, God loves all people. For God... So love the world, not not the system, not the philosophy, but the people in the world. It doesn't matter where they come from, what culture they're from. God loved mankind. God loved us, even when we were sinner. God loved me when, as a teenager, I cursed God two different times. This before I got saved. I knew there's a God up in the sky, but. I blame certain things on God, and I curse him. I curse him, but God still loves me. So not only that, it said, Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth? You know, sometimes, often, you know, I, I do listen, sometimes listen to Calvinist preacher. I don't know what they do with that verse. You know, God desires all people to be saved. And to come unto the knowledge of the truth. But let me uh, turn to Acts 26. This is what I'm going to preach out of to share with you. I just put together this message. I'm not even done, to be honest. I'm trying to edit it more. But Acts 26, 18. We'll read uh, verse 14 through 18. Okay, this is Apostle Paul rehearsing, sharing his testimony to King King Agrippa, how, how Jesus met him along the way to Damascus. Jesus, The resurrected Christ appeared to him, and he was saved, and God commissioned him to preach the gospel to the Jews and Gentiles. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul. Why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Okay, of course, a prick is a sharp object, and you cannot kick against it. And the same way, friend, when God speaks to your heart, I remember when God spoke to my heart as a, young, as a teenager, a young adult, and I thank God for speaking to my heart. I thank God for convicting me of my sin, of my lost condition. I thank God for showing me through the preaching of his word, January 30, 1988, that the only God is the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God for that. But uh, let's go on. Now. Verse 15 said, And I said, who art, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet. And I, For I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister." And a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And this is what I want to focus on to open their eyes and to turn them, turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Let, let us pray. Father, Lord, I uh, just thank you so much for this evening, for bringing me here safely, Lord, Lord. and for your people who are faithful, and uh, for Corridor Baptist Church, for pastor and his family. And thank you so much for your goodness to us, Lord. We don't deserve any of it. Of it. And I pray your will be done, and that you speak to your hearts, Father. And help me, Father, please, uh, only say what you want me to say. In Christ's name, amen. Okay, I was speaking a little fast, so I'm going to slow down, amen. (laughs) Sometimes I forget. But I just want to share with you the last few minutes. You know, why does God save us? We have Apostle Paul telling us why God saved him and commissioned him so he can go to the Jews and Gentiles to preach the gospel to them so that their eyes can be open. Open to what? Open to the truth of God open to the gospel, open to the Lord Jesus Christ. And you think about, okay, I'll just talk about from darkness to light. Okay, from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And that's what it really is. God's kingdom is a kingdom of light. Amen? Amen. And Satan's kingdom is a kingdom of darkness, of darkness, of wickedness. And friend, I want to remind you as children of light, we ought to live as children of light. If you and I are truly saved, truly born again, and uh, we have the Holy Spirit living in us, and we are new creatures in Christ, old things have passed away; all things become new. And I thank God for that. I thank God for that. You know, I, you don't mind me sharing you a little bit of a, a little bit of testimony. I tell the church this morning. I, you know, look, look, I grew up in America, but when, when I came to America, 1981, I was 11, I never seen a television or radio because the communists got rid of television, they got rid of currency, all religion. The communists killed like the Buddhist monk and along with around that time in 1975, 79, there were about 10,000 Christians in Cambodia A lot of them were killed during the war time. So I came to America not seeing it. You know, I'd never seen a movie. I used to thought that people go inside the television to act it out. That's what I thought as a little boy. And um, the first two movies I saw was Superman and Star Wars. So I wanted to meet Superman and and Luke, of course. Amen? We all like Luke Skywalker. And... uh, you know, and we like Luke, and we like uh, Chihuahua, Chewbacca, I mean, not Chihuahua, <laughs> Chewbacca. But we don't like Han Solo very much, amen? No, I'm just, and Prince and Leia. But, uh, you know, I saw this movie, and I was like, wow, i never seen American before, <laughs> never seen Superman. But, uh, you know, I, so I came, we, my family got to America in 1981, southwest Atlanta. And uh, right away, I, I was hooked on television because I was never seen television. I was glued on it. I used to watch Little House on the Prairie, One Woman. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit, amen. <laughs> One Woman in the 80s, a TV show, okay? And uh, you, that are 50 years and older, you know what I'm talking about. You're trying to look innocent. I, I know. You, you guys know what I'm talking about. And uh, Buck Rogers and all those things. But what I really glued to was baseball. I grew up watching the Atlanta Braves. And so sport was like everything to me. I eat, sleep, baseball. And to be honest, baseball was like, was like my God. Was like my God. And uh, I mean, I grew up watching Chipper Jones, Del Murphy, Claudel Washington, Rafael Belliard, uh, Phil Negro a little bit. Uh, the guys in the 80s, Barry Bonds, all those guys. And I love the history of baseball, Willie Mays, all those guys. I, I love baseball. So I tell you all that to say this, you know. When you're in darkness, you know, you uh, you into stuff like that. And really your life is no meaning. No meaning. All I look forward to every Sunday was to watch NFL season, NFL football. Baseball season? Baseball. Basketball? Basketball. That was it. So God was my, a, a sport of my football, I mean my God, uh, at that time. But, you know, when, as a teenager, I was bitter and angry. Because I lost my dad and my sister and my brother to, to the war in Cambodia. And my family were not close. And to be honest with you, I was not a, a favorite child. And uh, my mom was no different from most Asian parents. It favored certain kids. And I, I, I hated the home life, but sport was my schooling school. And sport was something I go to, to make me happy. That's before I knew God, before I knew God. But you know when, because I was bitter I wanted to kill myself, didn't want to live. Uh, I acknowledged God in my heart. Then God used my friend Kim Lin. she's Vietnamese, and we still stay in contact. She invited my my best friend, Nigeria, and I to church. And then I I got saved that Sunday. And after that, everything changed. Everything changed. From bitterness, you know, to loving people of all kinds. I have even witnessed to men who used to serve as communist soldiers. I have no problem because God desired that all men be saved and to know the truth. God loved all people. And I want to encourage you and challenge you and remind you of that. But let me uh, go on. So from darkness to light. And um, I think about when I, I read this verse. I oftentimes think about the people, the Cambodian people, and the people in third third world countries, and the people in 1040 window. uh, That is from people in 1040 window, uh, where 90% have not heard of Jesus one time. One time. And you think about people in America. Now, I thank God for, there's so many churches in America. I thank God for that. And if somebody were to be open to God, you know, they can call up a church and or, you know, they can find out about God and the gospel anytime, to be honest with you. But I want to remind you, people in the 1040 window, that uh, they are under Buddhism, Hinduism, and Islam, and never heard of Jesus one time. They don't have that ability. And I want to remind you of that. They don't have the ability to contact churches even to ask for the physical help the job the food and all that stuff but mainly the spiritual help and i want to encourage and remind you of that and that's why it's important for us to reach out to preach the gospel in our community and all over the world and you know what the more i the more i serve god for a long time, I mainly focused my heart on the people in Cambodia, Southeast Asia. But you know, when I, when I read John 3:16, "For God so loved the world," you know what? Do I love the world like God? I say that in the cambodian culture people think because they have more money power they can do what they want and look down on people in poverty i cannot stand that their own kids even as one is dark one is light they prefer the light one the light-skinned one cannot stand that cannot stand that friend i remind you that's what people need the gospel of the lord jesus christ but God is not like that. Every soul is precious to him. He died for every single person that was ever born and that has ever lived. Remember that. Remember that. The next time you ignore certain people. The next time you ignore your own children. I think about my own children. I got to be careful. As much as I help other people to I need to be to love them, not to favor one person. I'd be honest with you, Mr. Howard like No, so, I used before I can say another thing I need, I want to tell you. I, I kept my hair down to here, long hair. And uh my teacher asked me to have great Miss Dennis, Miss Wilson, oh two. that that video that that those guys that stand around me, the basketball court? They are the poor people of America. Those guys are not Cambodian. They're Cambodian-Americans. That's why they're big. And a lot of them been in prison, gang members. And we have a heart for them. But I think about that life. That life that want to do my own thing. Darkness to light. The kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. That's what God is all about. That's why we need to love all people. That's why it's important for you and I. We are not to be prejudiced. We are not to be respected a person. We need to love our children no matter what. Or what I want to say earlier about my kids, uh, what I want to say, you know what? As a father, Johnson, you know, they always say, uh, you think you're tough. Tell, wait until you have daughters. Now I know what they mean. They better. <laughs> Sometimes, I'm not careful, like, my daughter had me by the by her little finger. And I, you know, I, I think I'm tough. And I do this with my daughter. Especially the younger one, the youngest one. Her, she gets more spanking than her siblings. But I will tell you, I, my heart melted when she was born. <laughs> want to be honest with you. Even though I discipline my children all the same, and even my my oldest daughter, Lynn, Daddy, you don't discipline her enough. She gets away with everything. I kind of like the you know. But I tell you that, you know, sometimes as human beings, as children of God, servant of God, we do not care. We even pay our children. Even for myself. And I want to encourage you as a parent. Evil and do that. That's what made me bitter as a teenager, because I was an unfaithful child, unfaithful, neglected. That's why the one reason I hated life. But I thank God. I, I I felt unloved for a long time, but when I heard the gospel that God loved me, wow, everything changed. From the kingdom of darkness to light. Everything changed. At one time, because I grew up in a full culture, it gave me communists. I had that victim mentality. Oh, fool me. It would be rare for you to see me smile. I'd like to love to keep up, keep to myself. Just had a few friends, that, that was it. But you know what? God saved and changed me. Everything like, you know what? I don't have to do that myself. I don't have to have that victim mentality. I are children of God, we are not victims. Even if your person not saved, live in America, you're not victims. You want to see true poverty? Visit third world country. There's no nursing home. There's no stimulus check. If people, some people they don't beg or they don't work, they just won't eat. We're sharing one fish with four or five people. That is normal in third world country. But I will remind you, even though they, they're poor physically, more importantly, they're poor spiritually. They need the Lord Jesus Christ. From darkness to light, I was bitter and angry, full of hatred. Now, I'll be honest with you, I want to love people like God loved people. I want to show, have respect for an American, as much for Asian as for American. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter. You know, a lot of times, if I could be more transparent with you, I certain people, not a lot. I, I, I don't. I love America, and I love Americans. But sometimes I, people, you know, they eat. Uh, I I hurt people, not a lot. Like I said, don't get me wrong. They will eat food from other country. They they accept the food, but they won't accept the people. I'm like, wow, that's not good not good, because I have seen that. Not a lot, like I said, don't get me wrong, okay? But I just want to remind you, we got to be careful. The people are more important than the food. Sometimes we need, I like to tell churches, we need to treat people like, like we treat food. I, I can eat food from any culture, amen? <laughs> I love food from all cultures, seriously, Okay? I can eat the food from Japanese, from Africa, from uh, Kenya, from uh, here in America, from Vietnam. From I have eaten dogs. When they offer of me dogs, amen, don't hate me, amen. Don't hate me. I have eaten the crickets, the tarantula, the spider. I'm talking about the whole deal. You see? And I, I mean, I love, I, even though I can eat all kinds of Asian food, I love American food still the best. But you know, think about it we don't we don't hate other people's food amen for the most part, but sometimes if we as Christians are not careful, we love their food but we we're not we don't think about that person from that culture and I want to remind you of that I was so happy I met a couple of Native Americans just a few days ago thank god i I had the opportunity to preach in a church in in Reservation. I remind you, God love all people. God love all people. Let me go on from darkness to light. First of all, to open the eyes. Why mission is so needed, so important? Why the gospel is so important? Preaching the gospel. Okay, why it's important for us to reach our community and reach the world with the gospel? Well, first of all, the Bible tells us there. It's just a, a, an outline from the, the verse to open the eyes. To open the eyes of their understanding. Which were shut, darkened, and blind, okay, to see their lost condition, uh, the exceeding sinfulness of sin, the plague of their own hearts, and the imperfection of obedience, and the inefficiency of man's righteousness to justify him before God. Why is it important for us to take the gospel to a country like Cambodia? To help them understand that. You can never be good enough to go to heaven. you can never earn enough merits. Cambodian people always like to say I, I, I did a lot of good deeds but if someone is open to God, we always all tell them okay think about all, we, we use this uh, proverbs there's a proverb in Cambodia that it said, it said that if you have six shiploads of merits of good merits, but one. Sin enter into your life, it destroys all your good works. That's a province in Cambodia. And when they think about it, it if they open to God, it, it helps them to understand. It doesn't matter how much work you, good work you do, it would never pay for your sin. Never pay for your sin. You think about, okay, I have the is there any Cambodian person in here beside me? No? And nobody wants to admit it? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding but uh, now I know the Bible said all men are liars I, I realize that but you know there's certain culture they take lying and deceiving to another level lying and deceiving is part of the Cambodian culture um, okay I have to admit this my age and my license that's a fake age My mom lied about our age so we can get more education, okay? Instead of putting me down as 1970, she changed it to 1973, okay? And you thought I was 30 years old, amen? No, I'm (laughs) but they lie about the age. A lot of times they don't know what the birth year is, but they lie to deceive each other. It's very common. They don't think much about it. Don't think much about it at all. So when when we witness the carbon people we help the uh, help, uh, help them to understand your lying you deceiving is a sin against God It's a sin against God It's wickedness you lie about your daughter's age saying she's 18 in reality reality she's only 13 14 so she can work in factories is a sin against God If you want to look up you know you can Google it or YouTube it, thousands of young ladies work in factories every single day. I found out in the last 11 years, mostly, I don't know the percentage, a lot of them, I don't really blame them because of their poverty. They lie, lie about their daughter age, so they uh, they can start working in the factories. A lot of them are, are underage. They're as young as 12, 13 years old. And they have to work six days a week. Those things. Stuff like that go on all the time in third world country. But let me uh, go on. So why is it important for us for our mission so important? Preaching the gospel, being a witness, being the children of light is so important. To open the eyes, the eyes of people that are in darkness, so they can see their own wickedness. So they can see that they cannot go to heaven on their own. Okay? Nobody is good, actually. What if I say, there's none righteous, no, not one. None seeketh after God. I did not seek after God, but when I, it was the Holy Spirit that worked in my heart. I did not, like, go looking for a church, go looking for a Bible, but God used circumstances in my life, the hardship of my life, to get my attention. And I thank God for that. And a lot of times you and I know it. Even as Christians, sometimes we don't give our life to God like we should and God has to chastise us. Even a lot of times unsaved people, God used a hardship in their life to get their attention to to seek God and still people are anti-God. They don't want God. They don't want Jesus. When I see that, it really breaks my heart, I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. When I People in America, I thank God for a lot of churches. When I see Americans, people in America just falling away from some people who grew up in churches, no longer want God, it really breaks my heart. Really breaks my heart. But uh, I, I want to encourage you and remind you why mission is so important, why it's so important for us to preach the gospel, to live as children of light, to open the eyes. Eyes of the lost world okay that's why we got it, so important for us to love God and if we truly love God we'll love people It's automatic we, t- we teach our people in Cambodia if you truly love God you'll love your, uh, you love your neighbors, your friends, and not only that you'll love the people that you hate that you used to hate a lot of times as Christian if you're not careful we don't think about that now when God. Like this morning, I read Luke chapter 10. Love thy neighbors as thyself. A lot of time, I encourage our people in Cambodia, okay? When you think about people, you only think about your people. What about the Vietnamese as your neighbor? Cambodian people hate the Vietnamese people. They blame Vietnamese for everything. I got saved because of my Vietnamese friend inviting me to church. But all, all because of God... We want to love all people. But I want to encourage you, remind you of that. Sometimes we read those verses. Love God, love thy neighbors as thyself. But we only think about people that are like us. That are like us. i would be honest with you. That are like us. Okay. And we as Christians, we must be careful about that. We must be careful about that. You know, I don't. Hey, look. I. Uh, oh, I need more water, man. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm going to tell you this. You might not like it, so I warned you ahead of time. Okay, but I. I want to say that, according to God's word, what God's put in my heart, of course. And uh, I don't know where it came from. I guess it might start with Peter. I don't know. Where, you know, there, there got to be a Cambodian church, Baptist church, or we're we are known as a black church or a white church. Can I ask you something? In heaven, are we going to sit like with our own people like us? Are we? Do you ever think about that? The Bible tells us people from every nation worship God. So i would be honest with you, I know the Hispanic church, Cambodian church, for me, i be honest with you, the church got to re- reflect their community, okay, reflect their community. Cause I, I, I used to go to the church that has a name Cambodian Baptist Church. Then my our pastor, he dropped that name and said, you know what, that's a stumbling block for us to reach other other people. He changed the name to Pacific Baptist. I thank God he did that. I grew up in a diverse culture and I love people every kind. I have friends from every from different color. And I thank God for that. But I want to remind you, are you a person that only want to be people like your own kind, or are you willing to love everybody like God loves everybody? I, I just want to encourage you with that. To be honest with you when the world talk about when com- comedian talk about all oh, black church like to do this, white church like to do this. To me, that's not a good testimony. I, to, in my opinion. okay. Just think about it. You're upset at me, okay? Don't, don't throw stone at me yet, amen? <laughs> I just want to speak to the Bible. Cause I've seen too much, I hear too much. that I, I, I wish the church would not have that name. That bad name is a bad example to the kids, to the lost community, at least those two groups but let me uh, go on to open the eyes to see where salvation is why it's important for us why mission is so important and so needed why the gospel is so needed to open the eyes to see the lost condition to see that the man's righteousness is is not sufficient to justify him before God and not only that to open the eyes so you can see that Christ is the only true God True Savior, to to behold Christ as the only able, willing, complete, and suitable Savior to see that there is life and righteousness, peace, pardon, grace, and glory in the Lord Jesus Christ, so people can see that it's only one one God that is Lord Jesus Christ. Let me go on. John one twenty nine. The next day, John see it Jesus Jesus coming unto him and said. Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Okay? Notice the world. All the people in the world. Not just one, a few certain groups. Okay? I remind you of that. The Bible said, the sin of the world. We all sin against God. Doesn't matter where brown, whatever color you are, okay? And I. I let me go on. Not only that, to open the eyes so you can see that Jesus, Jesus, John 14 6, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So they didn't realize that God opened their eyes and they get saved. They realized that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, Jesus didn't say that he would show us a way. He would show us The way to God the Father, to heaven, to glory. Okay? He didn't promise to teach us a truth. He said he is the truth. You know why I... You know, uh, because people under power, Satan, Cambodian people, to tell you a little bit of history of Buddhism, the guy that started Buddhism, Siddhartha Gautama, from India, and with a break off from Hindu, it went, became Buddhism, turned down to Southeast Asia. But he was a, a prince. But you know, Buddha never told his follower to worship him as a God. He actually told it, his followers said, "Seek truth for yourself. See how the different that from our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, "I am the Son of God. I am the Lamb of God. I am the way, the truth and the life." But Buddha said, you'll uh, seek the self on self. And that in the Kabbalah language, meaning if you want to find a meaning of life, trust in yourself. Trust in yourself. You see the difference? That's Buddhism. To seek enlightenment. To seek enlightenment that you can escape this world. And my friend who became a, a monk, he believed that everything you see here are an illusion. It's not real. He said, "You got, you got to do enough good to seek to to escape this life of illusion and enter into nirvana, the Buddha's heaven." You see how the devil blinded the minds of the Cambodian people. They believe stuff like that, and in a, I don't know how many religions, but at least some. Buddhists even believe that this universe is on the back of a turtle. They believe stuff like that. And to us, it seems so weird. But trust me, when people don't have the knowledge of the truth, don't know God, they will worship stick and stone. They will worship the spirit of ancestor. They will worship other human beings when they don't know Jesus. That's why it's so important for mission, so important for us to take the gospel to all the world, so important for us to obey the Great Commission. And it's so true. Mike called you the same way. And let me tell you, when people are in darkness, they um, you can look it up. I did not realize this when I was a little boy. They like to wear a red string on their wrist, and they believe that red string will give them good luck. We'll protect them from bad things. Not only that, they like to put scarecrows in front of their house in a, almost all the villages in Cambodia. You know, in, in America, they use scarecrow scare to scare the crows away. But in Cambodia, use scarecrow to protect them from evil spirit. That's when people are in darkness. Because people are in darkness, friend, that's why they do stuff like that. They believe stuff like that. One of the things I know they sound funny, and I don't mind you laugh. I can I laugh at a couple of times. So many stu- superstition. When people are in darkness, they're very superstitious. One thing I, I cannot believe this this one. To be honest, with you. But uh, you go to Cambodia, you you can ask other people. They'll tell you. Say so for a woman that's pregnant, you want know to believe. Say so if you're pregnant, don't look at an ugly person, or your baby become ugly. I'm like. Have that lady who's pregnant look at herself? No. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's cruel, amen. But seriously, I know it's to us. It's but they believe stuff like that. And uh, uh, certain things, but not walking under a stair, all kinds of superstition, all kinds. That's because people are in darkness, under the power of Satan. You see. For the most part, Amer- America, Americans not going to bow down to a statue, but uh, Americans do commit idolatry by loving other things more than God, like sport, recreation, money. But for the most part, you, you don't have to worry about Americans bowing down to a stone, but the, the Americans do commit idolatry. Even Christian, so-called Christian. And I want to you, remind you of that. That's why people need the gospel. People need the Lord Jesus Christ. I can tell you all kinds of things happen in, in the Cambodian culture. It's just very demonic. Growing up as a, as a little boy, I've seen at least two times people demon-possessed. Even the last 11 years, I've seen at least three different times. And demon possession is, is very common in Cambodian culture because the gospel... Did not go to Cambodia until 1923. Until 1923. Remember, just to remind you: for hundreds of years, my ancestor was in darkness. And I, I know it's, it's their fault. They turn turn against Lord God Jehovah. Gets back at a tower of Babel t- during that time of pe- time period, and they worship a man as God. And God cursed that culture for a long time a long time in darkness. But I want to remind you, think about all the different countries in the world that are like country in Cambodia, very superstitious, believing witch doctors. Do you know that still a lot of people groups in Laos, when they get sick, they don't go to the hospital. They're encouraged to go to the witch doctor. Why? Because they are darkness. In darkness. You know, i would be honest with you. If I did not know Jesus Christ, I'd be no different than my people in Cambodia. If God did not save me and change me, I'd be no different from them—superstitious, corrupt, mockers, all kind of evil things. Let me uh, mention a couple things, then I'm done. But that couple things can last thirty minutes. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. But you guys listen so well, I, I feel like I can go to 10 o'clock, Pastor. Wow. Lori, I thought I was tired. And uh, Mrs. Lori know how much I traveled today. And uh, But, uh, well, I think I feel like I can go on forever. But uh, let, me go, let me just share with you a few more things. Why mission? Why it's important for us to, to serve God, to be faithful to God, and be light because people are in darkness people in america also okay did you, you see the people that you know I, it breaks my heart you know I, I realize that people who choose to be homeless and uh, you know they have opportunity but they still need god still need god even a couple of years ago i trying to reach out to them i am surprised not not that i'm not against i mean i that don't 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 take my word for i don't hate them but I, I can't believe people cannot, cannot take the advantage, the opportunity they have in America. The plentifulness in America. If I tell you something, look, I have to tell you a couple of things. I'm still amazed when I go to a market, all kind of meat, all kind of food we can get in America this is just amazing. Uh, unbelievable. In Cambodia, it's not like that. It's not like that. And if you want to find out, you, you go visit, you'll find out. But we are so blessed. But let me go on. Jesus, like I said earlier, Jesus didn't say, didn't say that he would show us a way. He said that he is the way. He didn't promise to teach us a truth. He is the truth. Jesus didn't offer us a secret to life. He said that he is life, the life. I thank God for that. Like I told you earlier, before I got saved, I didn't a life of worth living. I hated life. did not want to live. But now, man, I thank God I get to live for God. I get to live for him. And that's all that matters. And you and I as faithful Christian, servant of God, is a, is a no-loss situation. If you live, you have life, you get to live for Christ. And to die is gain. Philippians 121. As that's just real that is amazing. I thank God for that verse. If you are faithfully serving God, you don't lose anything. Now if you if you're not committed, you're gonna regret a lot. I realize it, but even as a child of God, if you die, you get to be with God. If you live life on this earth, you get to live for Christ. So either way. It's a no lose situation. You cannot beat that, friend. you Cannot beat that. But let me uh, go on. This preacher said, Without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. I am the way which thou must follow, the truth which thou must believe, the life which thou must hope. He is the way of salvation itself by his obedience and sacrifice. He is the true God and eternal life, truly and really man. Christ is the author and giver of life, natural, spiritual, and eternal. I thank God for that. Thank God for that. And you and I as Christian friend, you can live that abundant life. I no longer, I don't, I don't feel so myself at all. And I have that victory all because of Jesus Christ. I don't walk around uh, being grumpy, being sad, being melancholy, I can have joy and peace all because of him, all because of him. And friend, if you, you are defeated, you're grumpy because you choose to be that, that way. Because when you're a child of God, you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be like, that way. And the same thing with sin. You know, with us as Christians, you know, before we got saved, we sin because of our sin nature, and we're under power of the devil. We love to sin; I love the sin. But when, in in Christ, when we sin against God because we choose to do, choose to sin against God. When we don't read our Bible, don't pray because we choose not to pray. That's our own choice. But before salvation, we had no choice but to obey our sin nature. But now you have a choice, friend. You have a choice, either to live for God or to live for self. Before salvation, you had no choice but to live for self. But with, after salvation, I remind you, you're a new creature in Christ. You have that choice. Do I want to give my life to God or do I want to live my life for self? How selfish can that be if you and I know the truth Know that people are dying, going to hell every single day, and you still live for self. How selfish can that be? Think about that. I'd be honest. With you, even though I have seen a number of people come to Christ, man, I wish I could do more for God. I'd be honest with you. I wish I, I want to do more for God. I want to get more. I've been given the faith promises in the early '90s when my pastor taught me about faith promise. I want to do more for God. I want to start more village ministry. I want to help m- more people to know God. But let me, uh, I'll mention a couple of things. And I said that a couple of times already, amen. But uh, so to open the eyes from darkness to light. And I, I just want to remind you, you know, when you're saved, you're transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. And that ch- encourage you and challenge you live as children of light the bible said we are the light of the world you are salt and light of the world if we obey god we should help people to have a craving a thirst for god if we are being tr- truly salt of this earth just like salt caused us to crave water thirst for water by our love and compassion kindness joy, we should cause our people that know us to crave the Lord Jesus Christ. To thirst for the Lord Jesus Christ. I wanted Jesus Christ. You know why? Because I saw the love of God in American Christian in the 80s. Those were some of the reasons I opened my heart to the gospel. I noticed something different with Christianity from the Buddhist culture I grew up in. I tell church all the time, in our American culture, I know, I'm not saying we are perfect, but in our American culture, I remember in second and third grade, when my classmate, uh, Andrew, uh, Tim, James, get in a fight, and like five minutes later, they playing with each other like best friend. I'm like, are you crazy? In my culture, I get in fight one time, they my enemy for life. But I saw that they're quick to forgive. Those are some of the reasons God used to open my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to challenge you at church today in 2022. Don't lose that compassion for refugees from people from other culture and nation. See, God used that compassion in American Christian to open my heart to him. I remember Southern Baptist Church, even the Methodist Church at that time, still preaching the gospel, reaching out to the uh, the Cambodian refugees and the Vietnamese in my apartment complex in Southwest Atlanta. I thank God for that. Most of those people that, to be honest with you, all of them, they did not know to this day, come back at that time, I was only 11, 12, 13 years old, did not know that day that, that one little boy they used to go to a, a, a Baptist church in Riverdale that Christians showed love to got saved in 1988 and is now a missionary. I'm not saying that to say I'm anything. No, it's, it's the grace of God. Most of the people that show compassion to my family, they don't know that I'm one of those little refugee boys that they reach out to. That's why I want to ch- keep challenging and encourage you. Reach out to your community because you don't know you reach somebody from Africa or Asia and God wants to use that person and that person give their life to God. If God is the one that does great things. It's not us human being. It's God. Most of those people that show love to me, they don't know I'm I'm here serving God over forty years later. Or almost forty years later, they don't know that. They don't know that. But I thank God for the compassion. From darkness to light. Darkness to light. That's why mission is so important. To help people go from darkness to light. I, I, your friends. And I remind you. Even you, know, you witness somebody and they're not open yet. And they're willing to visit church, invite them. My friend Kim Lin, she's Vietnamese, good friend. She had no, to this day, and sometimes, I don't know, well, the cry or the laugh, she said, "To, I cannot believe you're a missionary. To be honest, she knew how, how bad I was, honestly. I tell you that to say, to say that. She knew what, what kind of person I was back in middle school and high school. But all she did was she gave me an invitation to church. She didn't witness to me, but she gave me an invitation to church. And from that, I went to church and I heard the gospel and I got saved. Don't underestimate showing love or giving people an invitation or a track. You don't know what God can do. I want to remind you of that. I am here today because somebody showed love to me. American Christians showed love to me back in the 80s. That's why I'm here standing in front of you today. Let's, let's bow our head and close our eyes. Father Lord, I just thank you so much for this opportunity uh, to preach your word, Lord. I pray you forgive me if I do your word any disservice. I only want to honor you, Lord. And uh, I Pray you forgive me if I say anything that's against your will. But I thank you so much for your guidance, for your protection, for your provision, for a good, godly church, Lord. You are everything to us, Lord. You are everything, Lord Jesus. Without you, Lord, we, we would not be here today. Without you, Lord, we would have no hope, no peace, no joy, no mercy. And it's all because of you. And I I pray that you work in hearts. I thank you so much for allowing me to be here. And uh, Lord, I, I pray you keep everyone safe. Help us to be witnesses in our community, to be light and salt in our community for you, Lord. In Christ's name, amen. Pastor.